Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. This morning we're talking about Jericho. Jericho is a gateway, a city before the promised land. You get to Jericho. See, God's been promising since the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I'm giving you the land. I'm giving you the land. Moses took the children out of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. And now Joshua is now the successor of Moses, and he's going to bring them in to possess uh, the promised land that God's been promising them for over 400, 440 plus years now. And so the first city that they come to is Jericho, and Jericho is on the, is the gateway, and on the other side of those walls is the promised land. And so here's the problem, though, that in the natural is that Jericho is a very fortified city. Sam, if you go ahead and put up, yes, this is what Jericho... Archaeologists have excavated, they have looked, and, and, they, and they believe this is how Jericho was. It's, there's a retaining wall right down here on the bottom. Then you have another wall of the lower city wall. This is all about encompassed probably nine acres, the whole thing, but the city itself probably six acres. And so not only do you have a retaining wall, you have the first wall because there's a double wall. These walls are tall, 15, 20 feet t- uh, tall, and 12 feet thick. And also, you also had land in between the first wall, the second wall, and that's probably about a 35 degree angle, 30 to 35 degree angle. So it's a fortress. It's hard to get into. And uh, so that, even though Joshua has been given the orders to go take the land, this, this is a tough assignment in the natural. Amen. And uh, another problem that they're facing is, even though God told them, I'm giving you the land, he didn't tell the Canaanites that. <laughs> They're still there. They're still sitting and, and, and living in, in the land, and they're still in the city. And so Joshua, God tells Joshua, be strong, be of good courage, for as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. And so we have to remember that. So here's the thing that, that I was thinking about this this week. Isn't it relevant today, what we go through, what's happened back then? That, that the promise is out there on the other side of the wall. How many times in life do we have a promise from God? Every believer in here has the promises of God. They are uh, exceeding, exceeding great and precious promises that we might participate with the divine nature. But how many times do you know that that promise is sometimes on the other side of a wall that the enemy puts, puts up? Sometimes you're thinking, how do I get, how do I get to my promise? And, and how many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you believe in God for something, but there seems like the enemy has stuck something in your way? Some, some of us here today, we have a Jericho wall. And I'm going to ask you a question here this morning. What's your Jericho? What is it? Could it be sin? Maybe, you know, the Bible says, we're, since we're surrounded, Hebrews says this, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let's throw off every weight of sin. It doesn't say sins. It says sin. Every weight of sin. That one sin, you know, the monkey that you can't get off the back, right? That temptation that, that always seems to come along. He says, let's, let's, let's throw that off. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Maybe, maybe your Jericho here this morning is anger. 
Uh, maybe it's a, be- a behavior problem. Maybe it's, maybe it's a sin of, uh, of, of wrath. How many of you know the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God? Maybe, maybe it's uh, lust. Maybe you have a lust problem, sexual problem. Maybe it's, maybe it's greed. You know, greed for things. Greed for money. That says the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself is not evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Sometimes folks think, well, people have money, then they're evil. No. You can have two nickels, you, not to rub together, and you still have the love of money. Amen? So, that's, that, maybe it's that. Maybe it's not a behavior problem. Maybe it's uh, a health issue. Maybe you're believing God for something to take place in your body, be healed in your body, but there seems like there's a Jericho there. There's a wall there. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's with a marriage. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's emotional problems. Maybe it's shame. You have so much guilt from your past. Maybe it's... Uh, Depression. What is your Jericho? And what do we do about Jericho? How do we get rid of those walls? Well, if you look back at Hebrews chapter 11, it, it tells you, Hebrews 11 verse 30 says, by what? The walls of Jericho, what happened to them? What did they happen, church? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By the obedience, by the instruction that God gave Joshua, and they walked it out for seven days, those walls fell down. By what? By faith. Now, some of you here this morning, you hear that, and you're like, I've heard faith, 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 all my life in the church. And, you know, and you're numb to it. It's, I mean, you know, I've heard it so many times that you're numb to it. Maybe you're a little offended by hearing that statement. Say, okay, here's why, here's why my wall won't come down. I don't have enough faith. You know, maybe it's not the faith. Maybe you just lost your hope. How many of you know the devil is after your hope? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Tell me not that he's not after your hope. Because faith is the substance of things Hope is what you imagine. Hope is what you want. Hope is what you desire, but it's not manifested yet. (laughs) It's just hope. But faith brings substance to what you hope for. Hope is the address. Faith brings the substance to the address, but you got to have hope. So maybe you got this Jericho wall here this morning, and and, and the reason that, that you've lost your hope is because in your own power, come on, In your own power, you've been calculating, you've been adding, you've been measuring, you've been subtracting, you've been walking around it trying to figure it out. How many know I'm talking about here this morning? You got a problem, I mean, you add, subtract, and calculate, and juggle, and you just try to figure it all out on your own. And after a while, you're going to lose your hope. Come on, Samson, you're going to get tired of carrying the gates of the city on your back. Back when I was young, boy, I just got it done with strength. In my 20s, I was strong, was I not? <laughs> I just get it done, even though I was dumb, okay? Just got it done. What, what it didn't make up with smartness was just strength. And I just got it done. Might not have been the right way, but I eventually got it done. But now that I've gotten a little older, I got a little wiser, 
I'm like, you know what? I don't need to just do everything on my own strength. How many of you know God can get a lot more done in five seconds than you can in a lifetime? Amen. I remember telling Brent one time, I think it was last year, you know, every summer it seems like we always have a, some kind of drought, <laughs> July and August, where I'm dragging around a sprinkler head all over the yard. You know, my next door neighbor, well, two down, houses down, his yard is always the yard of the month. All, we drive to the store, and this is what always gets me. She goes, oh, his yard is so wonderful. <laughs> I go, yeah, Dana, he's retired, and that's all he's got to do. <laughs> when I come home, I'm, I'm ready to put my feet on the ottoman. I'm not, I pay guys to cut my grass, right? Just cut it. That's all I want. But I dragged the sprinkler head all over that yard for two weeks, and it'd be dead over here and green over here. And I was like, oh, man, it looks worse now. You know, she's lived, I'd be all brown instead of, you know, <laughs> green spots. But then God will bring a rain in, and in five minutes, yeah. done what I could, took a month to even try to do and fix it all. Right. We have to realize that faith can bring substance to our hope. Hope is like when we go to Larry's place and go shoot the target. You got to put a target out there first, right? And hope is when you put the target out there. And listen, you get back 100 yards and we get our guns out. And you can even put the guns on the table. But until you pull that trigger, you're not going to hit the target. Faith is a trigger. Faith is a trigger of what you hope for. So don't lose your hope. It's like being in a boat. They're two oars. Hope and faith. Faith and hope. What happens if you just got faith? Huh? It's really not even that because faith doesn't know where to bring the substance to. It brings substance to what you hope for. So what do we do when we got a wall of Jericho? We've been praying. We've been fasting. We've been clicking our heels three times and say it's no place like home, right? What do we do? I think God's Word has the information, what we need. I think it has the wisdom. I know it does. Let's look, at, let's look back at Joshua chapter 5. Because Joshua had faith, but how many of you know he had some physical fear too? He's sitting there looking. He's contemplating, how am I going to take this city? And so... The first thing I want you to learn from here this morning, when you got a wall of Jericho, the first thing it says is it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes. You got to look up. Jericho is in Joshua's face. He's right by Jericho. He, he sees the double walls. He sees the fortress. He sees how strong it is. And it's right in his face. And how many people, how many know that sometimes in life that Jericho is right in your face? That, that problem is right in your face. And that's all you can see. You see the problem, but you don't see the problem solver. Amen. What do we need to do? We need to look up. Yes. Sometimes we need to just stop what we're doing, quit adding and subtracting, and just look up. Seek ye things that from above, right? Yes. <laughs> see the Lord high and lifted up. When your heart gets overwhelmed with Jericho, Lead me to the rock which is higher than I. Amen. That's the first thing we need to do in life is we need to just look up. And that means get your focus, 
off the problem, off the wall, and get your focus on God. See, God's got the God's eye view of the things, right? He sees the earth and, and his eyes run to and fro from the earth and he sees everything. We need to look up to him. Look to his wisdom. Look to him first. Amen? So first thing he does, he, say, he looks up. We need to look up. And it says that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, a man stood opposite of him with his sword drawn in his hand. You notice it says man capitalized there? Does it? I was hoping it did. <laughs> My translation says it is. So he sees a man drawn with a sword and he walks up to him and goes, are you for us or our adversary? What's happening? Joshua does not know who this man is. He's still in calculating mode. Right? Are you with us? Are you with us? Or with an adversary? You know who this is? This is not an angel. How many of you know that an angel will not receive worship? Revelation chapter 22 says, we're your servants. Do not worship us. When Peter, when the angel set him free in Acts chapter 11, when he set him free, he, he began to worship and, and the angel said, no, 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 you don't worship me. An angel will not receive worship. This man is the pre-incarnate Christ. Listen, Jesus didn't get a start in Bethlehem. You know, when people say, we're going to have a birthday party for Jesus. He don't have birthdays. <laughs> in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's always existed with God the Father. Amen. There are one. The triune of the Godhead. This is Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ, as the commander of the Lord, Coming up, the commander of the host. He's the captain of the host. Host of what? Angels. Angels. And he's come to assist Joshua. So Joshua comes up to him not knowing his identity. He goes, are you for us or for our adversary? And how does the word answer? No. You know what he's saying there? He's saying, listen. Some people try to get God on God on their side. You know what I'm talking about? God, are you on our side? No, God is sovereign. God don't get on your side. God is sovereign. He does what he pleases. That's the wrong question. Joshua asked the wrong question. He says, are you for us or for others? Are you on our side? You don't ask God that. Here's the question you need to be thinking about. Are you on God's side? Huh? Amen. Even with our politics. You know, God's not riding in on an elephant, right? <laughs> or a donkey, right? We are, what side? Here's the way. You know, you're Republican, Democrat. No. I'm a kingdom man. Amen. And whatever lines up with God, right? Yes. We get on God's side. <coughs> we choose God. We don't sit there and say, God, now you get on my side. Yeah. Now, so he looks up, he asks a question, and then when the Lord says, I'm the commander of the host of the angels. You remember he told uh, Pilate, he says, I could have 10 legions of angels come in my kingdom. You know how much damage an, an angel can do? With an army of 185,000 in one night. One angel. 
And not know, you know, Michael, this is just an angel. Hey, you go take care of it. 185,000 problems gone. None of us have 185,000 problems, do we? <laughs> but here is the Lord telling him, the Lord of hosts, I have come. And he's got his sword drawn. And then Joshua says, okay. He falls and begins worshiping. Listen, before, you need to fall. Before the walls of Jericho fall, you need to fall. Amen. Maybe the Jericho walls in your life are not falling because you hadn't fallen and worshiped the Lord. See, when you worship God, then your whole perspective changes. Your strength, your hope will be strengthened. Your faith will be strengthened because your eyes get off the problem and you get it on the problem solver. He who rides on the clouds whose name is Yah. Jehovah Rapha. God, your healer. When you begin worshiping God, because without faith it's impossible to please God, for you must believe that he exists and he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. Do you diligently seek God and, and just bow down before him? You're like, I want, I'm waiting on God to knock these walls down. He's waiting for you to knock your walls, knock your knees down and get down on the ground. And submit to him. When's the last time you really had a good worship with the Lord? We come corporately together and we worship God every Sunday. And it's wonderful praise and worship. And, and like that last song here we sang, oh man, that's scripture for a thousand generations and your children. It just moves me. That's God's spirit just rings like a bell in my spirit when I hear that. But when have you gotten in your own prayer closet and just sit down and just, Lord, thank you. Thank you. And give him the worship that he deserves. When Joshua realized he began worshiping the Lord. And he went from asking the wrong question to the right question. The next thing, once you're worshiping for your walls to come down, you need to learn how to ask the right question. You know what the right question is? He says, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want your servant to do? I think sometimes that in life that we want to dictate to God. Here's my playbook for the week. Take it and run it. Here's my script for my life. I know I got good plans. Yeah. I know you got good plans. Here it is. Now run with it. When's the last time you looked at the Lord and worshiped God and said, hey, not my will, but thy will be done. Not my agenda, your agenda. What will you have your servant to do? That's the right question. We want to run through life and just like, do it, Lord. That's how our prayers sometimes go up. Do this, Lord. Why don't we just be silent and still and just listen before him and let him speak? Speak for your servant hears, Lord. 
to hear that. To hear God speak to you. It's, it's like, it's not an audible voice, but it's like an impression. It's like a nod. Go. It's like a nudge. Bub always talks about that, the nudge from God. It's like a, and you'd be surprised if you just slow down in life and do that. So, first thing you got to look up. You got to look to God. You got to look to the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Faith is not a feeling. If you lost your hope, you can get your hope back by getting on the Word of God. Amen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you lost your hope, the enemy's got you. Get your hope back. Get your faith back. You might have to march for seven days. You might have to do a lot of faith walking for a while. But at least be listening to what God has to say, what he wants you to do. How many went in life and you thought, you know, I, I know exactly what I want to do in life. And God just changes your whole direction. Huh? You know, there's times in life where I just like, it's kind of like you, you shoot at a target, at least, at least start shooting at it. And, and you might not be hitting what God wants you to hit, but at least you're starting and then God will direct your path. He'll open doors for you where he wants you to go. So first you got to look up. Next you got to fall. Next you got to ask. And let's look at the fourth thing here, what happens. So Joshua fell on his faith and earth and worship and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? We need to walk out here today. Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, this is what he said. Take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Where have we heard this before? Remember Moses in the burning bush when God spoke out of the burning bush? Take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. You know what else I believe this means too? When you get in a calculating mood, mode and you got a problem, you know, men, myself, I'm a fixer. I'm like, I got you know, you give me a problem, I'm like, when do this? I just go, you know. All hands and elbows, just we'll fix it, you know. <laughs> then they'll give me a good problem. I'm like, oh no, 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 we gotta. I think sometimes we get so caught up in just working, even doing the Lord's work, that we don't slow down for the Lord of the work. So, oh, I got I to do the Lord's work. Got this and this and this. That we don't slow down and spend time with the Lord of the work. I think what God's saying here is slow down. Take your shoes off. Slow down there, Joshua. By the way, you're Joshua today. <laughs> Slow it down. Which reminds me, I was going on that fishing trip yesterday and driving about 
3.30 in the morning. So, ooh, I get some good time with the Lord. <laughs> There's no distractions. There's nobody. It was dark on that road going to Matagorda. There was no cars. There was nothing but me and the Lord. And I was thinking about that. Yeah, slow down, Lord. Take your, take your shoes off. And, and the Lord reminded me, you remember the story of Mary and Martha? When, when Jesus came to visit their house and Martha was in there and she's busy fixing things and getting, because Jesus is here. She's busy doing the Lord's work. And she's doing all this work. And, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him speak. She's at the feet. And Martha gets all aggravated about, Lord, don't you see me doing all this work here? I'm busy doing all this work. And he goes, Martha, Martha, you're distracted about many things. You're worried about many things. But the right thing Mary has chosen, and it will not be taken from her. Amen. The right thing, the Amplified says, the thing that gives her the advantage is to sit down and worship and spend time with the Lord and worship Him. Slow down, Martha. Slow down, Joshua. Kick your shoes off. You're on holy ground. Amen. I'm just looking to see what time it is. Huh? 22. 22. One more scripture, Joshua chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, when did the Lord say that? This is a continuation of the story. When Joshua has his shoes off on holy ground in chapter 5 where we just ended, this is a continuation of the story here in Joshua chapter 6. He says, he says, see, I have given you the land, the city. See, I've given Jericho into your hand, the king, the mighty men of valor. See, it's like this. When you look up, you stop and you look up and say, I need to find the Lord. And then when you fall down and worship him. And then when you begin worshiping him, you start asking, what do you want me to do? And then you slow it down. And you're just like, I'm, I'm in worship mode. I'm in soak mode. I'm just going to. I'm going to spend time with you. Then your faith is strengthened where God can say, see, I've given you the land. You can see with the eye of faith then. And then God gives him instruction after that. We all want the instruction right up at the front. God says, no, you need to get it in the right order, the right progression. You need to look up. You need to fall. You need to ask. And you need to slow down. Then I can open up the eyes of faith. And you can see what I have for you. And then I can give you instruction how to take Jericho. Amen. We're going to stop right there today. We had a lot going on here this morning. I'm so excited about our deacons, man. They've been working already, all right? That was part of their studying and you know, to see if they really wanted it. Let's all stand up and we'll be dismissed here.
this help anybody here this morning? Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we come to you, Lord. We come to you and we just ask for your assistance. We ask, Lord, that we spend more time. Slow down. Kick our shoes off. Spend time with you. Spend time with us when it's important. Help us to meditate with you. Help us to pray with you. Help us to ask the right questions. What do you want in our lives? Lord, don't let us be fearful of Jericho. Help us always be mindful to to cast our cares upon you for you care. Lord, thank you for this message this morning in my own life, Lord. That's not always my own strength. I thank you, Father, that Jesus showed up with a sword drawn already. Amen. He says, I'll never leave you and forsake you. And he's got the sword drawn ready to fight our battles with us. Matter of fact, Lord, you say that the battle is yours, but we just have to show up for the fight. We praise you, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.